Welcome to the Curious and Connected podcast, where we're hoping to connect students in our EDD program and beyond to foster a sense of community. My name's Leah, and I'm joined by my co-host. Monica here. Kella. And today, our special guest is Joe Benich. Hello, Joe. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Yay. So our first question for you is we would love for you to just tell us about you. So whatever comes to mind, whether that's personal work, education, whatever you want to share. All righty. So the path that I took to get here is kind of a, a strange one. Um, I originally went to college for culinary arts and I was a chef. Um, and I just kind of got burnt out working in professional kitchens and Somebody recommended that I apply for a job at like a residential treatment center. And I thought I'll do this for like a month or two until I find a job that I really want. And just kind of fell in love, love with working with kids and helping kids and teaching kids. And now 14 years later, here I am as a uh, doctoral student. So it's been kind of a, a wild ride, but outside of that, I am so just accepted a new position that I'll be starting at the end of the month is a special education coordinator at a public elementary school. Um, congrats, congrats on that. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, so moving out of the classroom and into an office and an administrative role is gonna be quite the change, but it's exciting. Um, outside of school and work, I have a daughter who just turned 10 last week and she's kind of the reason for for all of this and, and everything that I'm doing. That's awesome. Congrats to her as well then. The big 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Double digits. Double digits. It's exciting. <laughs> well, great. So, um, Joe, you know, doing a lot of different roles and also um, different things in your life, taking care of your daughter. So how do you maintain balance, especially because we're also getting a lot of homework from this Vanderbilt program too? <laughs> um. That's a good question. It feels like it just never ends and I'm never able to stop. Um, I start every semester and I'm like, I'm going to be organized and I'm going to use my planner and I'm going to create a schedule. And then it never actually happens. I'll do it for the first couple of weeks and I'm really good at just finding time to get things done. Like, oh, you know, I have a few minutes in between meetings. I can... I can watch a couple of async videos or, you know, I can listen to this reading on my commute to work and just a lot of, you know, finding a way to balance it on the fly because planning never really works out. <laughs> that is so smart too, because I have not listened to any of our readings before. I usually just like read and scan. And I, this is like, I'm like so envious of people who have almost like I'm envious of commutes because of the fact that you can listen to your reading. Well, the the hard part about that is the mind wandering because you know I'll find myself driving down the road listening to it and you know ten miles later I'm like I did not hear anything for the last ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I think that's why sometimes it's a good to combine to have it coming into your ears and like following along because yeah. then you're more focused. I've heard, yeah, some strategies um, from some of our classmates that that's worked really well for them. I mostly read because I'm nervous about my mind wandering, especially when we have video for the ASIC. So 
is going to say, I find with the async that that my mind wanders either way unless I read the transcript while I'm watching the video. Oh. And then I'm able to stay focused. The combination. What is, isn't that called yeah. dual coding from our class? Isn't that a thing? Maybe? I'm yes. going to have to find, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look at us using our uh, learning yep. strategies. Um, <laughs> So I had a follow-up question for you too. So as someone who went to culinary school, is cooking something that still brings you joy? Yes, I love cooking. I don't miss professional kitchens. You know, I don't miss being in a literal oven for 12 hours a day in the middle of the summer. Um, but I love cooking. I cook every day. I mean, my family's pretty spoiled with all of the meals that they get. Especially in the summertime, I'm outside, you know, firing up the grill or the smoker almost every day. That's awesome. So next time we come to campus, we can expect like a Joe special. Is that what you're telling me right now? Cook out. <laughs> I can see if I can check my grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, I'm pretty sure you get two bags on Southwest. So just like put one in there. <laughs> But anyway, um, I, you know, I would really love to hear about a topic that's spoken to you in our correspondence so far. So give us your thoughts. Um, you know, the one thing that I keep going back to um, since our first semester is sense making and sense giving. Um, I feel like working in education, it's really easy to lose sight of why what you're doing matters, especially for you know, like support staff and paraprofessionals who don't really make that much. Um, so as a leader, I feel like it's super important for me to just help them find that sense and to make sense of why they're doing it. Because um, otherwise, they, it, it's so easy to get burned out. And I've never thought about it that way. But our very first class, we talked about it a lot. And I've gone back to it ever since. I agree. I think in Education, especially over these past few years, teachers and staff are feeling very burnt out. So reminding people of yes. their why and helping them connect to it, I think, um, can be really beneficial. Definitely resonate with that. I also Absolutely. thought that was like such an interesting way to start this program. That's very like, you know, three years of doing a lot of work over time. It's like, here's the sense making of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Strategic. Apply it to the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, so switching gears a little bit, we would love to hear about an accomplishment you're super proud of. So this could be educational, so it doesn't have to switch gears, but it could also be personal, professional, um, kind of whatever comes to mind. Um, I mean, I think getting into this program is, is probably the, the accomplishment I'm most proud of. I was a terrible student in high school. I, I think I had like a 2.5 GPA. I went to culinary school and dropped out after a semester and was still successful as a chef because you learn everything you need to know working in kitchens, not in a classroom. But, you know, and I kind of said school is, is not for me. I will not ever be going back to school. And um, I, I where I was working in the residential center, I got promoted a couple of times and I applied for another promotion and they were like, you have reached your ceiling. This is as far as you can go unless you want to go back to school. It's like, this really sucks, but I'll go back and I'll get an associate's degree at the community college and then I'll be done. Um, 
And then I found as an adult, I actually really like school and I like the challenge and I'm a much better student now. So I've actually also followed a very different route than most people. I went back to school six years ago with like zero college credits to my name to earn an associate's degree. And now I'm here. So the fact that I was able to get accepted into Vanderbilt is still surprising to me. but something that I'm very proud of. Yeah, I love that. I also can like very deeply resonate with the and then I'll be done <laughs> sentiment there. <laughs> so you and I are on the similar path here. We just keep coming back for more. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever stop. Yep. And I can definitely identify too with, I think I'm a much better student as an adult. I think, I think it also comes with maturity and having perspective. Like when you're growing up, school is kind of like your life and you'd only have so many choices you can make outside of that versus I think like we're opting into this and we're, we have other things going on in our lives that help us balance it. So I know that for me, that's helped me keep perspective and I think be a better student and not be focused on grades, but on learning, like, cause that's why I'm here because I chose to be here so I could learn. So yeah, definitely resonated with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Joe, I know that you've been, you know, through quite a bit of schooling and also different roles. Um, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? <clears throat> um, it's a good question. I, I don't, I now, so my goal all along has been to move into an administrative role. I love teaching. But I've always felt that, you know, in public schools, special ed is not really represented very well in, you know, administration, you know, school administration or district administration. And I've said since I've started down this track, like, I want to be that representation. Um, So, you know, I can kind of have a, a greater impact for a larger number of kids, you know, across a whole school or a whole district rather than just in my classroom. So now I'm in an administrative role and I'd I'd like to see that just continue and expand to where I could be, you know, a special education director or working towards a superintendent position Um, and probably still in school somewhere because at this point I don't really see how I could stop. (laughs) I I enjoy it as much as it's uh, stressful a lot of days. Yeah, definitely. It is also really amazing to me, too, to think about how many people in our program have already switched jobs to, like, what they thought they wanted to do after graduating. So the mm-hmm. fact that, like, one year in and people have already reached their goal and they're setting new ones is pretty, like, just awesome in, in, in so many different ways. So I'm super excited to see where you are in one year, <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> three to five, um, definitely. So our last question for you today, which is, Uh, kind of our hallmark, what does leadership mean to you or what does your ideal leader look like? Um, I think leadership, it's hard to just define leadership in a simple, you know, phrase or sentence, but I think that it encompasses a lot of things. Um, You know, one of the most important things, like I mentioned earlier, is sense giving. I think a, a leader really needs to be a sense giver and a sense maker. I think it's also super important that a leader creates a culture where it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to take risks and try new things. Um, But I guess most importantly, I think a leader 
needs to empower whoever they're leading. Um, and, and there's a lot of ways to do that, but if leaders empower and accept, I think they'll be successful. Yep, a lot of that resonates with me. And I think one of the, I the classes are blending together for me a little bit, but yes, in one yes. of my large projects <laughs> this last semester, I tackled the concept of psychological safety and like job satisfaction and how those correlate. I think it was research design, now that I'm talking it out. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, so I that definitely resonates with me, creating a safe environment where people feel like they can take risks and make mistakes. And I think that in turn, it's a cycle and it empowers people to try new things and kind of believe in their abilities to do, to do that. So yeah, love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole like empowering concept that you're saying, Joe, I love that. Just letting people be able to spread their wings a little bit, be able to let, let them make those risks and I love them. Yeah, it's important because we all learn on the job, you know, that's inevitable, but if you don't, feel like it's okay to take a risk, if you don't feel like it's okay to make a mistake, you're not going to learn nearly as much. And the employer is losing out when that happens. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Joe. That was our final question for you. To anybody listening, we hope you'll join us for our next episode of Curious and Connected.